Hi and welcome to Think Healthy with Hayley. This is a podcast for women who are interested in health, fitness, weight loss and mindset. So if you want to feel more in control, enjoy food, stop dieting and just feel happier and healthier and getting to where you want to be, then this is the podcast for you. I hope you enjoy it. Let's get into the episode. So today we are talking about one of my online coaching clients, Kat, and her story, how she's got to a point where she's lost over two stone and she's now able to continue her journey by herself and she's got all the tools and knowledge that she needs to do that. Now I posted Kat's photos on my social media this week, so check out my Instagram page or Facebook page or my website to see those photos because Kat's done a fantastic job And you can see from the picture, she's a healthy, happy mom. She's got a beautiful little boy who's hidden by a sunshine emoji, but you can tell he's still cute. Um, She's done fantastic from the beginning, just building good habits and learning the tools that she needed to finally lose weight and keep it off. And Kat said in her kind of testimonial for me that she had spent 10 years trying to lose weight and doing various diets and never quite getting to that end goal, losing some weight, but ultimately regaining it because the diets were not giving her the tools that she needed. And it's the same for so many women. Maybe it's the same for you. You've tried various approaches and they just don't work long-term. So the cat, the photos of cat are brilliant because they are taken about six months apart. And for someone to lose two stone over that period of time is amazing, like it's brilliant progress. Very often when it comes to doing diets and trying to get that weight loss quickly, two stone can seem like you should want to lose that quicker. But the way that Kat's done it in in a way that she's built these tools is so valuable that she's now got that for the rest of her life. And she explains this in the evaluation form that she did for me, which is what I'm going to talk you through today. And what Kat wrote in this evaluation form was just really helpful. And it wasn't something I planned to share, but the five things that she wrote down as her key takeaways from coaching, I think would help a lot of people. And the evaluation form is something that I I send out to all clients who finish with me just to, to help them embed what they've learned and sum up what they can take from the whole process. And also there's questions in there to help me improve as well. There's things that feedback from them on what I've done well is great, feedback from them on what I can still do better is also really welcome. And the key things that Kat mentioned in regards to what she's learned, she wrote down five tips and I'm gonna take you through them today. Because ultimately, if you were to follow these five thought processes and points, you would get fantastic results from that. So the first thing that Kat said that she had learned about losing weight and keeping it off is that building habits is so important to succeed in anything, not just in weight loss, but building habits in life. I think that's where Kat was alluding to with that comment. And it's so true. And when we're talking about weight loss, building habits is ultimately what we need to do to make it long-term, to not just lose the weight quickly, by restricting and then be kind of stuck because you don't have anything to keep it going. Habits are underrated and sometimes they don't seem that exciting. It's much more exciting to jump in and do something quickly and just see things happen fast. But 
ultimately that isn't going to lead to you keeping the weight off. You have to have habits and routines in place to help you to sustain it. And it's the same with things like planning. Planning in itself, planning your food, planning your day, that is a habit. And it doesn't sound exciting. Not many people get thrilled at the thought of working on planning and building routines. Like They sound a bit dull, but they actually create so much freedom and so much more fun in the long run because they give you that structure and they give you the, the routines that you need to be efficient and to be effective with what you're doing and to have the right foods in place at the right times and therefore to be able to enjoy the rest of your life right, to help you get results and to help you not have to spend all your thoughts and brain power on making choices each day to just have routines working for you and that's just one habit and there's various other habits that I work on with clients, such as looking for protein, such as building up their daily activity, going for walks, certain things around food preparation, anything that can become helpful. But it's, it's always going to come down to essentially habits around making healthy choices. Like how can you make that easier for yourself to do? Is it a case of buying in healthy choices to have at home so you can grab a quick nutritious snack when you need it? Is it a habit of ordering various protein foods on your shopping list so you know any meal you put together, you've got a source of protein to help you stay fuller for longer? A habit of keeping frozen veg always in your freezer so you've got something as a backup? Is it a habit of going for a walk first thing in the morning? Like a lot of clients that I've worked with have found that's really helpful or just going for a walk whatever time of day suits you. Maybe it's in your lunch break or after work. Just finding that time that suits it could be a habit of doing strength training. There's so many different habits that could be helpful and the key ones for everyone is, is gonna come down to how do you make it easy to bring your calorie intake down and bring your energy levels up or energy expenditure up a little bit. Those habits are key to long-term success. So rather than looking for how can I lose this weight quickly? How can I cut out some calories fast? have a look at how can I build habits that make it easier to bring my calorie intake down a little bit, but also to still enjoy my life. So this becomes something I like repeating and ultimately it will get me to my goal and help me stay there as well. So the second thing that Kat mentioned was something she learned was the importance of protein and resistance training. And this is something that many people don't still fully realize and understand. I did a podcast on this actually a few episodes back. So have a look for that if you want to know more in-depth information. But essentially, when you are looking to lose weight and maintain that weight loss and tone up, not just lose weight and, and feel like a smaller version of yourself, but feel strong and have a little bit of muscle, feel firm. Firm is a word many people use to describe it. It's not looking muscly or bulky, but it's feeling toned and firm. A lot of people want that. And to do that, we need protein and we need to move our body against resistance. And the reason for both of those is that it will help you to build a little bit of muscle and most importantly, maintain that muscle as well. So as women, we can't gain enough muscle to look big and bulky unless we try very, 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 very hard. We have to deliberately do that with lots of food, with sometimes assistance, with lots of heavy training. So it's not gonna happen by accident. But what protein and resistance training will do is help you to build a little bit of muscle that helps you feel better, feel stronger, 
and protect the muscle mass that we have because we lose muscle from about the age of 30, we gradually lose muscle year after year. And that's not a good thing because muscle keeps us strong. It helps us perform our best. It helps us lift and move and carry and run after kids and do all the things we want to do in life. And it also increases our metabolism. So the more muscle mass we have, the higher our metabolic rate, which means the more calories we burn day to day. And we need, we really need to keep that high. And especially as we get older and we lose it year after year, when we get to the age of perimenopause, menopause in our sort of late 40s, early 50s, this is where a lot of women tend to find they feel like they've gained a lot more weight suddenly. And part of that is to do with the fact that they've been gradually losing that muscle for a while. And so their calorie burn is dropping year after year. And they reach that point in menopause where then hormones are fluctuating. You've got then potentially you're not feeling your best. Your energy levels have dropped. You're moving less than you would have been. Maybe work and other demands are kind of stopping you from being as active as you want to be as well. Uh, potentially aches and pains do that too. And it's the combination of all these things that makes it harder to lose weight as we get older. So whatever age you are, whether you're in menopause, like way before reaching menopause or after menopause, it doesn't matter, like always doing protein and resistance training or eating enough protein and doing resistance training is going to be a really good thing to do. So planning protein into each meal and having it available for, for a snack as well. So protein is your food such as meat, fish, eggs, protein powder, tofu, tempeh, beans, pulses, Greek yogurt, cottage cheese, all of those are really good protein sources. And if you are eating protein regularly, as well as maintaining muscle, it's going to be keeping you fuller for longer because it takes your body longer to break protein down than it does to break down carbohydrates and fats. So protein will stay in your system for a bit longer or stay in your digestive system for a bit longer and it will help you just to stay fuller and it will give your body the building blocks that it needs as well as being important for muscle it's important for the immune system and for various processes in the body so it's something that's really valuable to eat enough of and then resistance training any form of movement against resistance counts as resistance training so this could be doing workouts at home with your body weight with dumbbells with resistance bands with kettlebells Ideally, it would be in a gym because you've got so much more equipment there that you can use and you've got the ability to keep progressing, to keep lifting more weight. There's so much you can do at home and even starting with your own body weight, there's still plenty that you can do to gain some strength and it's well worth investing in some home equipment, which in the current pandemic situation is quite difficult to get hold of, but there are some good resistance bands online that would be a great starting point. So if you're interested, check out the store page on my website, hayleyplumber.co.uk, and there is a set of resistance bands on there. Um, they are well worth getting. And there's various options on Amazon as well. So have a little look on my website or Amazon. If you want to know the specific one that's good, my website on the store page will show you. And on my social media pages, there's a few different videos and infographics showing ideas for what you can do as well. So... The third thing that Kat mentioned was something she had learned about losing weight and keeping it off is that you can have chocolate and higher calorie foods. You just need to balance them out. And this is huge because we all want to be able to eat the foods that we enjoy. We all, well, almost all of us love chocolate, including myself. 
And we've all got these indulgences that we want to have as part of life. And there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, that is how it should be. We should be able to include those foods. And you can. And what many people don't understand is just how to balance that out. So there's no foods that are bad foods. Like a lot of people are worried about eating carbohydrates and eating sugar. Nothing is bad by itself. If you're intolerant to a certain food, if you find that it really doesn't agree with you, then that's a different situation. And there you would want to leave that out because your body is obviously not happy with it. But when it comes to foods that you just love, you just know that they're not very nutritious or they're quite high in calories or both, you can still fit those foods in. And as Kat said, it's about balancing them out. It's about understanding that they contain calories and you can spread those calories out. You can have a smaller portion of the food that you really enjoy you can balance it out with other choices that day. So if you were having some chocolate and you wanted a reasonable amount of chocolate, um, so in that situation, if you hadn't had a particularly active day, you could take out your carbohydrates at dinner and just have some protein and some veg and the calories from those carbohydrates, you could use them to just enjoy some chocolate in the evening. There's nothing wrong with that. There's various ways you can do things. You could balance out a, a meal out or a takeaway by just having a lighter day the next day. Very often, if we order a takeaway, it's going to be high in carbs, it's going to be high in fats, it's going to be pretty calorific. In that situation, you'd want to really enjoy it mindfully, try and slow things down and notice when you feel satisfied. And if you realise that, yeah, I enjoyed that, it was probably over a thousand calories, which many takeaways easily would be that's cool just have a little look at the next day like how could you balance things out by eating a bit lighter it's always going to be a case of looking for protein and looking for veg and maybe some fruits keeping it as as light and nutritious as you can so where sometimes you may have had like more carbs and more fats the next day like some bread or some hummus with your with your lunch or something like that you can take those things away and, and look for maybe maybe a salad with some chicken or something still don't make it really bland and dull but make it lighter than it normally would be so that you're able then to just fit things in a whole lot better so number four things that cat learned a lot of eating is habitual such as eating chocolate just because it's in the house and this just needs to be broken and the brain rewired with new habits so this is a really key point as well so many of us will identify as emotional eaters like feel stressed we go to food so many people will say to me I'm addicted to sugar or chocolate I can't control myself around these foods and this creates a a self-fulfilling prophecy when we tell ourselves stories like this and I say stories because effectively it's something that we we've experienced before and it may feel very true may feel like that is just what I do I, I cannot control myself but it's a it's a story in the sense that that's what you're telling yourself and you could tell yourself something different which would really help you to do so. So these patterns can be changed and if you notice that you are eating chocolate just because it's in the house, it doesn't mean that you're addicted to chocolate, it doesn't mean you can't control yourself, it's just that you've currently got a habit of knowing that chocolate's in the house, really craving it because it tastes delicious and it helps you to maybe relax and unwind in that moment so you've practiced going for that chocolate in that moment when you think about it and you've created a neural pathway in your brain and it's as simple as that and it's been practiced maybe many 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 times 
and it's just led to that pathway being a well-trodden pathway in your brain so when you get to a certain point in the evening or if you've had a stressful day or if it's a Friday night you might find that you're triggered to crave that chocolate and that's just the brain recognizing hey this is stressful or I'm tired or it's a Friday night this is what we do we are going to eat some chocolate and because you've experienced that felt that strong urge and then followed through had some chocolate it's just become a pattern and it's something that you can change and this could be in various different forms of of eating and emotional eating anything can be changed even if it feels really difficult and it's well embedded it's essentially a habit in your brain so if we want to rewire that habit it's about creating a new a new way of thinking and then a new pathway for your brain to follow so with the example of eating chocolate just because it's in the house we tend to fall into the pattern of thinking this chocolate's in the house I can't control myself we tell ourselves things like that and that is always going to lead to you feeling tense and and anxious and imagining giving in to the cravings because that's what you remember from the past and that's what you're worried about happening again so it's all that you're really focused on if we change that to knowing the chocolate's in the house but Maybe firstly having a good plan for the day. So you've got good nutrition and you've had lots of protein, you feel satisfied and well nourished. And maybe you want to plan in a little bit of that chocolate to make it a conscious choice. Also have some healthy snacks available for for other times of the day. And you want to be teaching yourself that you're in control. So if you actually plan that chocolate in, that's a really important step because that's then making the chocolate a conscious choice rather than you knowing it's in the house and you feeling like you're not in control when you plan to eat it instead and you deliberately put it on the plan you're telling yourself hey i am in control i am choosing this chocolate it's not bad it's totally allowed and then you get to actually follow through on that and eat it rather than trying to resist eventually kind of breaking that promise to yourself of not having the chocolate because you were craving it it was difficult and you end up giving in then it leads to losing that trust with yourself But if you plan it and then you get to sit down and enjoy it, then it's a whole different experience. And it starts to take away that sense of urgency and needing that food. When you teach yourself that it's something you can have any time, it takes away a lot of the power that that food seems to have. And you can then practice sitting down to really mindfully enjoy that chocolate. Make it really slow, taste every bite. Choose the portion that you want to have as well. Have a single serving or break off a line of a big bar of chocolate take it away like leave the rest in the cupboard go sit down with a nice little plate break it up one piece at a time like really enjoy it because if it's that delicious like you want to make the most of that experience you want to be able to fully enjoy the taste and when you do that again when you slow things down you get to enjoy it so much more because many of us are in the habit of when we feel bad about eating chocolate we then eat it really fast and we don't even get to really enjoy it because we're feeling guilty, like we're stressed, we're anxious, we're, we're following this habit pattern that we've got. And before we know it, we've eaten this whole bar of chocolate. And you probably have done this before where you just barely even noticed it. So if we have the new habit that we're practicing of slowing it down, really enjoying each bite, you'll probably notice that you're satisfied on less than you think. And this takes some practice. It may not happen straight away, but it will happen in time. I've seen this happen so many times with clients where they just start to build that that idea that they are in control. They have the power. Chocolate does not have any power. No food has power if you choose to see things differently. So 
that would be what I would suggest with that. And that's a really good thing that Kat built over the time we were together as well. Just starting to feel like it is a case of rewiring the brain and you can feel so much more in control. And number five, things that Kat learned. To use better vocabulary and be more positive, such as not using words like good or bad to describe food. And this is something that I'm really hot on with clients and I've realised myself how important language is when it comes to a healthy relationship with food, when it comes to your chances of creating long-term success. If your mindset isn't in the right place, it makes it very, very difficult to see a long-term change. If your thought patterns are seeing foods as good foods or bad foods, seeing yourself as either being really good or being really bad and falling off track, that doesn't help. It makes it very difficult to keep going because you don't need to be good or bad, but if you feel like you do, feel like you are, then as soon as you make a choice that you deem to be bad, it's really easy to then think, well, I've ruined it now. I may as well just keep going. We try to be perfect. We try to be good and we don't need to be. There are no good or bad foods. There are only foods that are more nutritious and less nutritious, but all of them can fit. And it's the same with with ourselves. We are not good or bad based on what we eat. We are all human beings. Food has no relevance as to our character or who we are as a person. It's just something that we eat. So if we take away those words, that language, things become a lot easier. And it takes away a lot of that emotion, a lot of that stress that can be caused by seeing things as good or bad. And it's the same as well with how we talk about ourselves. And many times when I start working with clients, I'll see that they have quite a negative self-image and negative self-talk. And it'll be anything that they do that they deem to be not very good. There's a lot of self-criticism there straight away. And we, most of us do this. We say things to ourselves that we would never dream of saying to other people. But yet we don't really follow through and understand like how important it is to talk kindly to ourselves if you imagine some of the things you say to yourself when you're being self-critical I'm sure you would never say that to another person and the reason for that is that you understand how damaging that can be you don't want to say that to someone else because you don't want to to hurt them and upset them and damage their confidence and yet you'll say those things to you and not really understand that it could hurt you and upset you and damage your own confidence as well and it can lead you then to making choices that are never going to serve you because you're in that negative downward spiral when people start to apply positive language positive self-talk encouragement self-compassion like looking for all the wins that they've achieved in that week everything changes it's an absolutely amazing thing to watch when clients really pick this up and take it on board that if they look for the positives, if they treat themselves well and talk to themselves kindly and as cheesy as it sounds, become their own best friend, they start to feel so much better. And when they feel better, they do better things. They take more care of themselves. They make choices that serve their health, their happiness, their goals. It becomes a real positive spiral to get into. And it takes conscious practice at the start because most of us are conditioned to be self-critical and to to be self-deprecating to the point of really just being mean to ourselves effectively and we often don't even notice that we're doing this and we we just have these kind of thoughts going around in the head all day that are criticizing us and 
we never feel good enough because we don't tell ourselves that we're good enough. That's the thing. We look for validation from other people or from the scales, but we don't give anything to ourselves. And it's often the reason why we emotionally eat because we spent all day worrying about what other people are thinking of us or feeling like we haven't done enough, criticizing ourselves whenever we do something we don't think was very good. And it's really draining and it's understandable then that we get to the end of the day just feeling exhausted. Like part of that exhaustion could be doing so much. Like many of us are really busy to the point where we're too busy. But also if you're bringing yourself down on a consistent basis, if you're never supporting yourself or encouraging yourself, but you're always seeing the worst in you and bringing yourself down you're going to get to the end of the day emotionally exhausted as well as probably physically exhausted and that's when you're going to crave food so if you can change that inner talk to become positive and helpful and caring and compassionate to yourself then you start to feel like hey i'm worth taking care of like i'm worth putting the effort into this i deserve to feel good and it helps you to pause in those moments when you might still crave chocolate or a takeaway after a, a tough day but you'll stop for a minute and you'll just support yourself and let yourself feel whatever you might be feeling as well. We tend to get to a point where we're so exhausted and worn out from everything we've been doing plus criticising ourselves that we don't even want to feel the feelings that we might have. We don't want to feel discomfort or any other emotion like stress and overwhelm. So we use food again to help numb that and to help get away from it. When we're in this kind of mindset of being self-compassionate and really trying to understand ourselves and how we feel, then we can start to sit with those feelings and just work out like what what's going on? Why do I feel this way? What can I do to help myself right now? Like, what do I need to do to make myself feel good? Not just in the next 10 minutes, but also for the rest of the day, for the rest of my life. Like, what are the things I could be doing? And it's, it's incredibly powerful when you start to do that. So looking at language like noticing language around food language around yourself how could you make that language better if you notice yourself using words like good or bad to describe food or yourself and if you notice yourself not feeling good about the thoughts that you have if they lead you to feel negative about yourself question all of those things look for ways that you could describe it better or look for a different perspective that you could have if you notice yourself thinking this is a bad food or I've been really bad today no you haven't it's just food and you're not good or bad based on that how could you see that differently you could look at that as I've had some choices today that were pretty tasty quite high in calories so probably a good idea to plan my day tomorrow to make it more nutritious so I feel happy and healthy and back on track that's way more productive just looking for that solution than rather than just feeling bad about the food choice I look for what you can do to help yourself feel better and then keep going so that is what Kat learned those five things were just written down and I thought they'd be really helpful to share so I hope that has been useful for you um I do recommend checking out Kat's photos she's done a fantastic job and every single client I work with I'm genuinely really proud of and it's fantastic to share something like cat's photos to see how far people have come because that's real life weight loss that takes time that was over six months and cat had times in that six month period where she felt off track she felt like things weren't working like she had struggles around chocolate and 
life was getting in the way like it does for everyone and the most important thing was that she kept going she kept learning she kept looking for ways to tweak things built those habits some of those habits slipped so she went back and started working on them again she started to look more at calories and understand protein and nutrition and she took all that on board she gained the knowledge and now she's got the tools to keep it going so if you think that it's a slow process you're struggling like you're not getting to where you want to be quick enough keep going you will get there if you keep looking for ways to learn ways to implement those habits to make sure that you're following the most important points like understanding your calorie intake looking for protein keeping moving keeping your steps up another habit that really helped for cat was to understand the importance of just general daily movement because cat has a young son who needs obviously time and attention it means that she can't get out for walks just whenever she wants to she has to kind of structure the day and sometimes that means that the steps aren't as high as she'd wanted them to be but when she understood that you can still do a lot of moving around at home that still counts you can still increase your step count at home that's still a valuable thing to do it doesn't have to be designated exercise like everything adds up so those are the things i'd really focus on if you need any help or advice please feel free to drop me an email hayley at hayleyplumber.co.uk if you're interested in learning more about nutrition or about mindset on the store page on my website there are some books to check out as well so if you're thinking some more knowledge some more insights would be helpful but there's so many things to choose from it's pretty overwhelming i totally get it um the books that i've recommended on my site are just the very best books that i've read and i've read a lot um that can help you get started but the most important thing is to take something and then put it into action be consistent with it if it slips that's okay just get back on track with it and keep going that's what's helped Kat to get to where she is now, where she's got the tools, she's got the knowledge, she's got the confidence to keep going. And that's the ultimate goal. So thank you for listening. I hope you have an awesome week and I'll speak to you again soon. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, if I can help you in any way, please feel free to get in contact with me via my website, hayleyplumber.co.uk or come find me on Facebook or Instagram and I would love to connect with you. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll speak to you soon.